broadcasting around the world. This is the Hard Asset Money Show. Your wealth, your money, your future. Serious talk about what's happening and how you can profit. Live in three, two, one. All right, everybody, welcome back. This is Christian Briggs, the host of the Hard Asset Money Show. Today, we've got a fairly detailed show that's going to really open some eyes up. We're going to we're going to literally take and dissect why the dollar is going down. Now, not just why, but who's doing it and what is going to be the aftermath when it finally reaches bottom. And bottom may be a lot lower than people think. So, stay tuned. Welcome back to uh, another fantastic show. Christian Briggs here coming at you live. We'll be back in just a couple seconds. This podcast is brought to you by Hard Asset Management. We have the guaranteed lowest prices on all precious metals and rare coins. Call us at 844-426-4653. That's 844-426-4653. All right, welcome back. So today we're going to be talking about the dollar. So the five warning signs um, that are now starting to blaze pretty red. Um, I I wouldn't say the dollar is going to be at zero tomorrow. But if you look at since 2000 to where we are today, we've lost a little over 50, maybe close to 55% of the dollar's buying power. Now, that may not seem like very much, and it may not seem like that's going to make a huge difference in your spending. But let's talk about what, what it really represents. First and foremost, we've got about 22 years since, obviously, we, we went to 2000, and now we're at 2022. So it's a long time. I grant you that. However, when you start to look at real estate, car prices, gas prices, food prices, insurance, a host of things of which we have to spend either on a quarterly, sometimes monthly, but certainly a yearly basis, the cost of everything that we afford ourselves to maintain a consistency in our life and lifestyle depends upon what, what obviously and where you live and, and what you do. We have seen a constant deterioration in the buying power of the dollar. It's, it's, it's imminent that it's going to continue to go lower. You cannot print our way out of deficits. You cannot tax your way to prosperity. And when you try to do these things, which these things are, are more socialism or socialist type agenda, you basically increase the dependency on people, which may be the reason why they want that. But at the end of the day, while doing all that, you are destroying your currency. You're destroying the wealth of your nation. So let's talk about what's going on here because it's very easy to see. Inflation is a direct result, as we know, of a government overprinting, overstimulating an economy, whether it was through a wars, whether it's through creating um, a, a, a strong economic environment coming out of recession. Whatever the reasoning behind you have to be very careful not to overspend. For governments, it's overprinting, overborrowing, and then exerting that huge amount of cash and the power that they wield with that cash into an economy and then asking yourself, well, why is inflation going up? Well, if I give 100 people $10 million and the average house is 500,000 and the houses, or there's nine available, well, 10 people are going to be bidding for all the houses, and one guy's going to be left out in the cold. Well, he'll just overbid until he gets what he wants. Well, they say there's a housing bubble because there's a housing shortage because we've overestimated the economy. So think about it. You've got millions of people chasing 
very limited supply of homes. And then you put so much cash into their pockets and God knows it was in the hundreds of trillions of dollars globally over the last several years. And now all of a sudden, people are wondering why, what just happened. So let's talk a little bit about the dollar. Now that you understand the mechanics and the physics, let's talk about the dollar. So first and foremost, it's no secret that China and Russia have been stashing away as much gold as possible for years. And I mean tons, literally tons and tons of gold. And I'll tell you how much here. China is now the world's largest producer and buyer of gold. Okay, and I said that correct. If you produce something, you typically sell that for economics and all the reasons why capitalism or, or profit exists, right? So if I am the world's largest gold producer, I'm probably selling that gold to be able to make money and to pay bills and to pay the workers and the things of which that keeps the economy going around and around. Well, that's not the case here. Not only are they the largest producer, they're the largest buyer of gold. Oh yeah, they're the largest buyer of gold in the world. And guess what? Who's number two? Russia. Yeah, many of you are probably thinking Russia. Now, why would China and Russia be so interested as some of the largest miners, suppliers, producers of gold in the world? Russia has extensive gold reserves, not just above ground, but in ground. And all they're doing with China in the last 10, 15 years is produce gold, that they keep and buy more gold that other people produce. So what would be the reasoning behind that? Why would they want so much gold, which is truly the only true monetary policy in the world is gold. It is money, which means it is the monetary policy. Monetary policy is, is the cash equivalent of how a society has or uses something of value. Okay. And policy is whether you have a currency that's backed by gold or gold itself, that's the policy. China has made a policy, a monetary policy of owning literally thousands of tons of gold. Same with Russia. So let's see how this works. So as most of that gold finds its way into the Russian and Chinese government's treasures, right? That's their sovereign wealth fund. That is their treasury. So as we have uh, gold here in the United States, and we've been led to believe the last 60, 70 years it's in Fort Knox, Kentucky, which I have no reason to disbelieve it. Russia has now over 2,300 tons of gold. I'm going to say it again. 2,300 tons, not ounces, tons. Basically, that's just a hair under 74 million troy ounces. And gold today, we're just a hair under $1,900. So take $1,900 times 74 million. Yeah. So think about this. They have one of the largest stashes of gold, largest above ground reserves. China's one. Russia's two. We used to be one. Then we were two. Now we're not even two. We're three. And there's other countries that are fast accumulating gold for so many reasons, which we're going to discuss here on the show today, that it's startling, it's scary, it's informative, it's shocking, and it makes you get off your ass and want to buy gold. Because if the governments of the world are buying gold, they even produce the gold, but they're buying more than they produce. What was the old saying? Follow the money and follow in the footsteps of the billionaires. 
Well, if the governments are buying gold, many, many, if not most of the billionaires that I know or heard of or seen lately are buying gold. What does that tell you? They're not buying stocks. They're not buying bonds. In fact, as we discussed today on the show, they're dumping stocks, bonds, real estate, and all dollar-related assets, treasuries, mortgage-backed securities. But yet, nobody comes out and tells you this stuff is going on right in front of your face. So I'm going to be the first to tell you, equities are way down. Well, they should be. You have massive amount of earnings issues. And I say massive being how many companies around the world that are publicly traded, it's a ton. And all of them are starting to see declines in majority of their business operations. Not all of them, but the majority of them. Two, interest rates skyrocketing straight up. Why? Because inflation skyrocketing st straight up. So what does that mean for bonds? Bye-bye toodles bonds. They're going way south. Corporate bonds are down over 14% this year already. It's some of the biggest drop in the value of bonds in modern times. So with Russia having over 2,300 tons or roughly 74 million troy ounces, nobody knows the exact amount of gold in China. But, but most observers have long put together some estimates and believe it's substantially larger than Russia's stash or, or Russia's above ground holdings, which means there's reserves in the ground and then there's produced gold above ground in bar form, dory bars usually. So Russia and China's gold gives them access to an apolitical neutral form of money with what? No counterparty risk. All right, now let me tell you what that means. If you have all the gold in the world or certainly a substantial amount of the known gold, and you also have it above ground in that amount, but you have gold reserves to maintain the consistency of the growth of your above ground holdings, you basically rule the roost, right? Remember they said, he who owns the gold makes the rule. You don't have to be dependent upon others for your survival. You don't have to be dependent upon others to be able to maintain the consistency of your operations, or in this case, for a country to strengthen your currency so your currency has great value and people want to buy it, own it, have it placed in some type of an account as a reserve, right? So if you don't have, for governments, if you don't have all gold or maybe silver, platinum, palladium, which is precious metals, obviously in general, then what they'll do is they'll keep a reserve currency. That's the dollar, but the dollar is losing value so much, governments are individuals too headed by very smart men, smart women, and they realize that a depreciating asset sucks. Who the hell wants a country who puts their own currency into another current country's currency? In this case, if a country around the world holds U.S. dollars, well, and that dollar keeps losing value, it isn't going to be long before you're like, okay, we're out of here. We're going to dump that crap. We're going to buy gold. Gold's up, what, 40, 50% of the last 24, 30 months, roughly. And now, all of a sudden, they're making money. Their gold's going up. And then what are they going to do? That's going to perpetuate more gold buying because they see the devaluation of currency, especially the U.S. dollar, which had at one point been pegged to gold, which gave it such strength, respect, and more importantly, usage, global usage. So if you think about this, 
And remember that gold has been mankind's single most enduring form of money for over 2,500 years. Why? Because it's suitable to store and exchange value, period. Okay, we're going to take a commercial break. And when we do, um, be 30 seconds, we'll be right back. And then we're going to dive deep into some of the mechanics, statistics, as well as the whys. So stay tuned. Green energy demand should turbocharge silver prices to $200 an ounce, according to many experts around the world. Silver in 2020 rose nearly 48%, beating the S&P by double, while the dollar declined close to 7%. Hard Asset Management has the guaranteed lowest prices, fast and easy ordering, award-winning customer service, and expedited shipping. Call now and get your free Hard Asset Management information kit on how easy it is for you to own silver. 844-426-4653. 844-426-4653. All right, welcome back, everybody. Today we're talking again about gold and its true value against what are the five warning signs of the dollar's demise. And, you know, again, it goes back to that same idea that when you give something away for free, it's probably not going to have a lot of value. And that's what's happening with the dollar. These low interest rates for 40 years perpetuated the, the increase in debt and credit among everybody around the world. And governments around the world are all guilty of it. And it doesn't matter what party, every party that was in power did it all. There was an insatiable appetite to always print your way to prosperity, tax your way to prosperity, and kick the can down so far that it would not have to worry somebody in the near term that was either in office or was getting out of office in a certain pe period of time because it wasn't their problem. They felt what they were doing was right, and that was to take $100, put it in the economy, but borrow 1000 against it, thinking at some point, well, I guess we'll pay it back or we won't. And of course, now it's probably too late. With $31 trillion of, of national debt and about another $150 trillion, plus or minus, in long-term liabilities, we are, we are in somewhere between $165 and $175 trillion today. Today now, mind you, in the hole. So take the assets of the stock market, take the assets of, of housing, and if you sold it all, you might be able to pay that back. Now, of course, everybody in America is going to be broke. On the other hand, if the dollar keeps going down, you're going to print more money to service the debt, and eventually the social services, the safety nets, the military, and all the areas of the federal government level that spends the money to maintain our sovereignty, our security, maintain uh, helping the less fortunate and the older retired people, our seniors, which God bless them, many have served in uh, the wars and have kept this country safe. Now, all of a sudden, that value is zero. Zero. And I say that because why? Because we're printing so much dollars and continue to print and to, to literally put us into deficits. Now you're starting to understand why the dollar is going down. So let's get back to some statistics here because it isn't good. So... <clears throat> As we move forward here, gold is durable, okay? Remember that. It is divisible, it's consistent, convenient, scarce, and most importantly, it's one of the hardest of all physical commodities. And for over 2,500, 3,000, 4,000, we can go back four or 5,000 years and gold had always been looked at and has been looked at as a true monetary value or 
it's real cash. It's real money. So in other words, gold is the one physical commodity that is the hardest to produce relative to existing stockpiles and therefore the most resistance to inflation. That's what gives gold its superior monetary properties. Okay? So let's make that clear. Gold is tradable. It's cash on steroids. So when cash is going down, heading south, loss, loss of buying power, cash is dollars, it's yens, it's pounds, it's euros, it's, well, not rubles lately. Because why? Because Putin made everybody pay him in rubles, which is exactly, exactly the example that I want to say here today. The reason why the dollar continues to go down is not just because we're printing it and giving it away. There could be a huge demand. We can print stuff. You just want to make sure that the printing meets the demand and you're not accessing the printing presses to the point where they're, they're running hot 24-7. They're glowing at night, which doesn't surprise me if they were. But you've you got to remember that strong conservative fiscal policy is the name of the game when it comes to running your bank book. And right now, we don't have that. We have, a, we have policies right now with the current administration that is print, spend, and print and spend more. And that's the reason why we're seeing this demise. And of late, now we're seeing gold start to move much higher. But the funny thing is, and I say it's funny because how easy it is to understand it, but yet how hard sometimes to act upon it. You understand it, but you got to act upon it. And what we're seeing right now is the governments of the world for nearly eight, nine years, roughly, give or take, have been accumulating gold at a level and an amount and in a time period that is unprecedented in any time in history. The amount of gold they're acquiring from Poland to Singapore to Russia to China to South Korea. Uh, what else? Yeah, I said another big one the other day. Canada. And we're talking thousands and thousands and tons of gold. Of tons now. Not ounces. Of tons. And there's a reason for this. So Russia and China which is incredibly important, can use their gold to engage in international trade and back their currencies. Wow, that's a powerful statement. So listen to me carefully. Russia and China can use their gold to back their currencies. And guess what? The digital yuan, which is a precursor to the U.S. digital dollar, is on its way. They are now backing the digital yuan with upwards of 15% of the yuan tokens that are obviously in the marketplace or credits. And that has made the yuan an extremely attractive proposition. And now we have Middle East as now in Saudi Arabia and the UAE and other countries in that region who have a tremendous amount of oil are starting to look at the yuan as being the new form of payment for buying and selling oil, which would absolutely, if they got rid of the U.S. dollar as the petrol dollar, would destroy the dollar because the demand has to be there for a commodity to have value. And if the demand is not there for dollars to be used in all forms of trade, whether it's oil, whether it's for international commodities that go above and beyond just oil, or simply put as a reserve currency where, where the dollar is held in trust by governments. If all of that is gone and there's no more need for the dollar because everything now is done either in yuan or possibly rubles, then all of a sudden the dollar will sink to a level that you can pretty much, if you're even on a first floor of a house, that dollar will sink 
right through the concrete. You don't even have to have a basement. It'll just keep going and it'll probably go all the way to China. And the yuan will be the new reserve currency. And that's what they're hoping for. Russia and China and a few other countries that have aligned and teamed up with them are now pushing to get rid of the dollar and hurt the U.S. in its entire economics. And we cannot allow that to happen. But if it is going to happen, you know where they're putting their money and you can see it clearly. They've been buying gold. So if and when, I say if, the dollar is completely lost for as a reserve currency and when another one goes in its place which it very well could even in recent weeks federal reserve chairman powell has said there's probably going to be a secondary reserve currency coming at some point to run parallel with the dollar if you get rid of the dollar altogether let's say it just becomes a, a zero on the reserve currency list Gold would probably be twenty, thirty thousand an ounce. Because why? Well, the smart money's already bought it, and if the dollar goes down, everyone's going to dump the dollar and buy gold because that's the rational thing you should do because it hedges the demise or the devaluation of a currency. Duh. But let's just say that we still maintain some form of reserve currency, but the China has overtaken us at least in the parallel side, and they run with us, and the yuan becomes another reserve currency, we'll just lose 50 or 60 or 70% of the value on top of the value that we've already lost with the sure number of dollars being printed. Got it? Good. That's why gold represents a genuine monetary alternative to the U.S. dollar. And guess what? Russia, China, and about 35 other countries in the last five, six, eight years have aggressively been buying gold. Hedging that day would come. And unfortunately, if you pretty much... Go online, open up a paper, watch a little TV. Pretty much everybody realizes this is already happening. So today it's clear why China and Russia have had an insatiable demand for gold and it's unbelievable amount. And I mean thousands of tons between the two of them. And again, we're not sure where the U.S. lies in that top 10 holdings right now. We can confirm that China more than likely has the largest reserves of gold. Russia is obviously a very close second, which puts us somewhere as third or lower. We were never a country that had to worry about being taken in any area. Well, we've lost in the last 12 months, we've lost potentially our status for the largest gold reserve country. We certainly have lost the Navy status. People don't know that, but China has a larger Navy than we have. And this is just in the last 12 to maybe 13, 14 months. That's how bad it's gotten so quickly. So what they've been waiting for, this is China and Russia, is the right moment to pull the rug from underneath the U.S. dollar, get rid of it, and guess what? Now is apparently the time they're doing it. So when you look at this and you look at your buying power, and people go, gosh, you know, these rates, I mean, they're going up, and now I can't afford a house. Listen, man, if you were, if you can't afford 5 5.5% now, and 3% was a little tricky, you just wait till the mortgages are 9%, and you're going to afford nothing. That's the point. You're living too close to the mark. So look at those long-term investments, because as we enter one of the largest 
I would say the, the I would say the largest it could be. We're still the jury's still out on how high these rates are going to go up as far as the increases, but I do believe we're going to see some of the largest rate increases in the shortest period of time in history. I believe that's going to be another four this year. We've already hit two. I believe four more interest rate hikes are inevitable this year. Maybe five for a total of seven. I'm thinking six right now. But the four that are remaining are probably going to be at least a half a point with maybe one or two kicked in at 75 basis points because that's how bad inflation's running. And next year, I'm hearing on the street right now, whatever we do this year will not stop for next year. Like it's going to be as bad next year because it takes about two to two and a half years, give or take, for a lot of the dust to settle for us to go from the peak to the valley back to a more stable economy. But during that point, a time, okay, because you got a point in time here from A to B, whether it's 20 months, 24, whether it's 30, 36 months, it's going to be in that time frame is probably a pretty good guesstimate when uh, you give me kind of the, the information that we've got at hand here that what we've been reading and, and watching. And that dollar, make no mistake about it, is not going to go up during that period. Now, it might get a little stronger in some cases, but overall, there's just too much out there. It was too much printed over the last couple, three years for many reasons, good, bad, or indifferent. It doesn't matter what's done is done. Look forward, don't look back. Look at your investments because I do believe gold's going to hit that $5,000 mark sooner than later, and I believe we're going to hit 10000 in the next three years. It just has to be. When you look at all the gold out there being bought, the reserves are nowhere near in the ground what people thought, and the escalation of inflation makes it that much more expensive to get an ounce of gold out of the ground. So now there is a big problem for the U.S. government, which reaps an unfathomable amount of power because the U.S. dollar is the world's premier reserve currency. But as I said earlier, this may not be the case much longer. We did something really stupid in August of 71. We, well, somebody named Richard Nixon as president of the United States thought it was a brilliant idea to be able to increase monetary stimulus by printing more money. But you know what? He had checks and balances in place. What did he do? He's like, man, we don't need all that checks and balances stuff. I'm, I know better. I know better. I'm going to get rid of the gold standard. Gold will not be pegged to the dollar amounts that are printed, so it keeps us in checks and balances, doesn't allow the deficits or spending to go out of whack. We're going to get rid of that gold standard so we can print our way to prosperity. And what happened? The dollar lost 30% almost overnight. Yep. Got rid of the gold. Currency's not backed by gold. Got it. Got rid of the gold. Currency's no longer backed by gold. And what do you have? It's like Bitcoin. What do you have? What backs Bitcoin? Nothing. It's the belief of value. Gold is the knowing of value. You know. You hold it. In my hand right now is a one kilo bar of gold. I'll take this all day long and twice on Sunday over something on a hard drive that can be turned off or turned on by somebody else. And two, it has nothing behind it except for perception of value. Gold is a staple of value. In fact, it is the only form of value when it comes to monetary value. So what happens now, because the U.S. is the premier and pretty much the only true reserve currency as of right now, it allows the U.S. to print fake money out of thin air and export it to the rest of the world for real goods and services. And that is a privilege that's racketed by no other country. In other words, think about that for a second. We just gave 
last week $40 billion more dollars to Ukraine. And we don't even know what it's for. In fact, if you go online and you start to read the document, there's stuff in there that's like, what is that? What's it for? And nobody knows. Even the politicians were complaining that they get this Ukrainian bill and they haven't even had a chance to read it, but they're being pressured to vote for it. I mean, people, people, 40 more billion on top of all the billions we just gave them. And Ukraine probably could use some of the money, but 40 billion, again, it goes back to that same thing. We've got something here that is so valuable, but we treat it with such lack of respect, the dollar, okay? Because it's, we as taxpayers give the government the right to decide what's best for us as a whole with the money that we give them. Government doesn't produce money. Government prints money and borrows money, but doesn't produce revenues from operations. It's a net loss. Its revenues are based on the backs of the American worker, whether it's self-employed, employee, big corporations, little companies, little businesses, sole proprietors. The United States government is dependent upon the sweat, equity, and labor of the American individual, regardless of what their position is in the business world. So if they want more than that, they basically call the Federal Reserve and say, hey, we need you to buy our treasuries. You buy those, print us another $50 trillion, some crazy number, I'm just using that example because it's gotten so ludicrous right now. And we'll take that money and well, we'll just go spend it. And the Federal Reserve is like, sure, sounds great. Get the, get the Treasury to approve it. Send over the request. We'll start printing those dollars up. And we'll send you some money. You give us the Treasuries as collateralization. Great. Great, great, great. But there's a problem with that. That goes back to the same thing. If somebody makes $100,000 a year but spends 200000 a year and continues to push those loans off, eventually the piper is going to need to get paid. The bankers are calling. The dance is wanting to continue to go, but the band ain't being paid. So guess what? They call that SOL. And most people know what that means. So what do you do? You try to borrow more, but you can't. You got bills, you got obligations. You're already so far in the debt that nobody will loan you any money because you're a credit risk. <sighs> credit risk. Okay, we'll talk about that in a second. So Russia, again, we're going back to Russia and China's gold could come and form the foundation of a new monetary system outside of the control of the United States. No, that's scary. Okay, we're going to take a commercial break. Stand by. We'll be right back, and we're going to tell you what's already being done. Not hypothetical, not potentially, not what if, but what is. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. The world is in crisis, with political unrest and financially unstable countries trying to print their way to prosperity by taking on trillions of dollars of new debt. It's incredibly concerning. That's why you need to own gold as a hedge. So call today to receive the free hard asset information kit on how easy it is to purchase and own gold. Just since 2000, gold is up 500%, while the dollar is down 33%. 
With many gold experts predicting gold can surge up to $25,000 an ounce, now is the time to buy gold. Hard Asset Management is a trusted leader in precious metals and rare coins for nearly 40 years. We have the guaranteed lowest prices, fast and easy ordering, expedited shipping, with award-winning customer service available 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. CST, Monday through Friday. Gold was up 25% last year, easily beating the S&P 500, an incredible return for any investor. Recently, with China, Russia, and Poland buying record levels of gold, now is the time for you to own gold. Are you truly diversified in your long-term portfolio to weather any storm? Call now or go to our website at bmcham.com and get your free hard asset management information kit on how easy it is for you to own gold. 844-426-4653. Okay, welcome back. So now what we're doing is we're talking about Russia and China's gold could easily form the foundation of a new global monetary system that is completely outside the control of the United States. And such a move would be the final nail in the coffin of the dollar dominance, which would literally lead to a dollar crashing overnight in value, where you might get right now six and a half yuans in China to a dollar. Now you're going to be paying $60 for one yuan. Right now, one dollar buys you six yuans in China. But what happens if we reverse it? And now it's going to take $60 to buy what? One yuan. What are you going to buy to hedge that? If it's all based in dollars, stocks, bonds, real estate, and you got cash in the bank, in the safety deposit box, under your mattress, hidden somewhere in the attic, it's worthless. Worthless. And if you think that can't happen, go buy a house for what they were selling for just three years ago. Any market you want, doesn't matter. You can go to the farthest reaches of the United States in the smallest of towns, and I'll bet you it's going to be hard press to find a home or a piece of property that is selling today for what it sold for in late 18 or early 19. Because why? The dollar has been decimated. It's not because real estate became a wonderful investment. It's because there was more cash out there and enough people's hands and rates were cheap enough, okay? Interest rates were low enough and create a, a cheap dollar environment or cheap cash environment enough to where you can afford the crazy price of the homes and everybody was doing it because they thought it was a better value to buy while rates were still low, even though real estate had gone through the roof. The most percentage and growth in history ever. Now, that's the problem. So now think about this. If Russia and China have been buying all this gold, and they have, it's clearly evidence in the numbers of the numbers, and they're the largest producers, two of the largest producers in the world, and they're not selling their gold, and they're in fact buying everybody else's gold, and all these other countries are doing the same thing, what does that tell you? Follow the money. Remember, so let's talk about warning sign number one. Russian sanctions prove dollar reserves aren't really money. Oh, yeah. So in the wake of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, the U.S. government has launched the most aggressive sanctions campaign in history. Got that? In fact, this is what's, what startled me when I started um, our research team was really working hard on this 
this show today. It even exceeded the sanctions that Iran and North Korea, okay, had. In other words, those sanctions that have been going on for years um, against Iran and against North Korea are nowhere near as severe as what Russia is now facing around the world. In other words, all the countries that have sanctioned Russia, and you want to hear something really crazy? In the last four or five weeks, their revenues as a government are up 50% more than expected. Oh, yeah. You're, you're not going to get them to stop selling gold and platinum and plating or any commodity they want, whether it's in-house or out-house. And I mean that in the sense is they don't sell a lot of gold. They keep most of their gold. But they do sell other metals, and they sell the majority of their revenues comes from energy, whether it's natural gas or whether it's oil or a combination of a number of other petro chemicals like fertilizer and so forth, they make the most of their money from a petroleum-based country that far exceeds some of the unbelievable reserves that other countries have, and they're big, but Russia's bigger, one of the largest reserves of energy in the world. So they're doing great, and they're self-sustainable, which is another reason why we should be panicking a bit here, because if, if and when they do launch their own monetary system with China and a host of other countries, they may never need a dollar again. And that's scary. And that's very scary. So think about this. If all these sanctions that are against them is not stopping them, in fact, it's increasing their revenues and it's making the dollar worth less because now those sanctions, which are holding up their reserves, which then all of the things of which they were buying and selling was in dollars. Now the dollars aren't being used, but rubles. And I just heard this today, the ruble hit a seven-year high. Now, how can a country that has some of the strongest, most unbelievably tight monetary control policy sanctions on them can be flourishing? They're flourishing. Why? Because they knew this was going to happen. China's been a big supporter and a partner with Russia in this, and they have for years. This just happens to prove the point even more. And now, all of a sudden, they're like, no problem. Sanction us all you want. We're used to this. We knew this was going to happen. So as part of this, and again, it goes back to the U.S. government has seized the U.S. dollar reserves of the Russian Central Bank, which is the accumulating savings of the nation, right? It's accumulative uh, cash that the Russia has. It was a stunning illustration of the dollar's political risk. Okay, let me, let me expand on that. The U.S. government can seize another sovereign country's dollar reserves at the flip of a switch. Now, after this, no one, no other country in the world will, will put themselves into such a position because if they piss off the U.S. government, something happens that they don't do the foreign policy or they do something we don't like, we'll just say, oh, we'll put sanctions on you. And all of a sudden, their money's frozen. You think they're going to keep that cash in dollars anymore? Oh, hell no. No. Now they're buying gold. Every country on the planet, to some degree, has been increasing their gold reserves. But if you look at those top 15 or 20, it has gone crazy amount, like crazy. So with the Wall Street Journal in an article titled, just recently, if Russian currency reserves aren't real money, then the world is in for a shock. Okay, so let me expand on that part too as well. Sanctions have shown that currency reserves accumulated by central banks can be taken away. With China taking note, this may reshape geopolitics, economic management, and even the international role of the U.S. dollar. Yeah, so it's basically like dads here, kids have not been good. Dad's going to take away their cell phone, their car keys, 
basically saying, you know what? We're taking away all of your privileges. Well, the kid's 18. Now he can make an, a, a pretty much a decision as an adult. He go gets a job. He's now making money. Dad can't take away all that privilege stuff anymore because he's got his own money. Well, Russia and China basically has their own money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They got their own money, and it isn't the U.S. dollar. It's called gold. And gold has made them an affordable adversary now in the monetary policy system. Hell, they're even making their own infrastructure for credit card processing, which is replacing the SWIFT, that the, which is the universal rails that, that wires and credit cards and pretty much mo- money exchanged every day through the SWIFT with all the countries, banks, individuals, what have you. But that's the main rails. That's what gets it from A to B. So with President Putin of Russia, of course, said that the U.S. had defaulted on its obligations, that the dollar is no longer a reliable currency in recent weeks, that's got to put the fear of God in everybody. That's a shockwave, right? If you have one of the largest economies in the world basically saying, we're never going to do business in the dollar again, and you've got the second largest economy in the world, which is China, and a host of other economies and countries around the world that have now joined forces, including India, we're, we're at risk here. We're at major, major risk of the dollar losing reserve currency probably the next 12, 18, 24 months, which would literally mean that our dollar-based assets would be worthless or worth certainly far less. And I mean severely less. So that this incident, which has now taken place, okay, has eroded the trust in the U.S. dollar as the global reserve currency and pretty much significantly hurt and the countries to use the alternatives and push them in trade in the reserves. In other words, what it's done is other countries are watching this. We've seen gold purchases by countries in the last four or five weeks. I mean, it's easy. You can get those numbers off the internet. It's not, it's not rocket science. It's science, but it's not rocket science. It's easy to see where other countries are, are showing massive amounts of gold purchases as a hedge to what pretty much is the global destruction of the dollar because it's the globalized reserve currency. So, China, India, Iran, Turkey, just to name a few other countries, there's tons of them, have announced or already are doing business with Russia in their local currencies instead of what? The U.S. dollar. For the first time in history, the U.S. dollar now is taking a back seat to China, India, Iran, Turkey, among other countries. Okay, again, there's about 30 to 35 countries, give or take, that have basically said in the past couple months, certainly in the last several weeks, we no longer look at the dollar as being the exclusive right of reserve currency. In fact, we're dumping dollar-based assets. Oh, yeah. So these countries, again, represent a market of over 3 billion people, okay, that no longer need to use the U.S. dollar to trade with one another, okay? That's scary. I'm telling you, people, there's a reason why in 2008, gold nearly tripled in three years. Oh, yeah. Get ready because it's coming again. So the U.S. government, okay, has incentivized almost half of mankind to find alternatives to the dollar by attempting to isolate Russia. It's the biggest foreign policy mistake of the monetary financial sovereignty of the United States. This is going to come back to haunt us in a way, and it's not going to take very long. In fact, hold on one second. 
Okay, there you go. Just in that one or two seconds, the dollar has lost more buying power. Literally, it's by the day, by the week, by the month, by the quarter, by the year. It's every day. It's every hour. It's every minute. Not Venezuela quite yet, but Turkey hit 70% inflation last week. Oh, yeah, 70% inflation. Turkey did. Don't think it can't happen here. You get 70% inflation in this country, you can't afford gold. But today you can. So... Let's look at let's look at warning number two. We already kind of went over warning number one, which is in itself is is a hell of a story, and it's enough to kind of put a lot of people on notice about wealth protection, wealth preservation, and well, wealth insurance. But Russia is the world's largest exporter of natural gas, lumber, wheat, fertilizer, and palladium, which is one of the single most crucial components in cars, also in a bunch of other applications even in renewable energy it's going to be a big winner as is silver it is the second largest exporter of oil and aluminum and the third largest exporter of nickel and coal all this is russia think about this and now what are they doing it in rubles so rubles gold gas oil other commodities are all now being sold and bought in rubles through russia china india iran Turkey, other countries, even Western Europe, if they want to continue to get energy resources from Russia, had to agree in the last several weeks to use ruble as the payment for any energy coming out of Russia to their countries. That has made the ruble one of the strongest currencies in the world. And now, as people continue to get used to that payment, they may never switch back to dollars. Well, why would you? It's you're, You've already got the system built. You've had to take weeks, if not months, to integrate the whole new checks and balances. Why would you want to go through the, the headache of switching back to the dollar? Right. That's why the dollar is getting the living crap knocked out of it here of late. That's why gold is hedging it quickly. And this is just the beginning of the gold rally. So aside from China, Russia produces more gold than any other country, accounting for more than 10% of global production. Now, <clears throat> with China, and you take Russia, and a host of a few other countries, take the U.S. out for a second, but more of those countries, South Africa and so forth, that's over half the world's gold, or certainly close to half of the world's gold. Somewhere between 40 and 50% of give or take is what we're estimating, between about six or seven countries that kind of align themselves uh, with Russia. And that's scary. Again, there's plenty of reasons to be scared here. And I'm throwing a lot at you. I know. In fact, I'm going to throw this at you. We're going to go back to another commercial here. I want you to stand by because we still got three more warning signs and we're not done with number two yet on why gold is the ultimate monetary value, the store of wealth and why you have to own this and why the dollar is already becoming the currency of last resort. So stay tuned, listen to the commercials. We'll be right back. The world is in crisis with political unrest and financially unstable countries trying to print their way to prosperity by taking on trillions of dollars of new debt. It's incredibly concerning. That's why you need to own silver as a hedge. So call today to receive the free hard asset information kit on how easy it is to own silver. Green energy demands will possibly turbocharge silver prices to 50, 100, even 300 an ounce, according to many experts around the world. 
Silver is a proven hedge against inflation. Since 1971, silver has returned over 11% to an average yearly. Silver is a proven wealth preservation for hundreds of years. Silver in 2020 rose over 47%, while the dollar declined close to 7%. Hard Asset Management is a trusted leader in precious metals and rare coins for nearly 40 years. We have the guaranteed lowest prices, fast and easy ordering, expedited shipping, with award-winning customer service available 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. CST, Monday through Friday. So protect yourself from the chaos. Invest in stability with Hard Asset Management. Call now and get your free hard asset management information kit on how easy it is for you to own silver. 844-426-4653. 844-426-4653. All right, welcome back. Okay, we're on warning sign number two. And we still got a little bit, well, we got a lot to talk about number two, but we got still got three, four, and five to come. Look, I knew today's show was going to be long. It's, it's actually going to be two parts. Um, we'll get through most of it here and well, at least 50, 60%, but I don't want to make it a, a three hour show, but let me just tell you this. We've had a lot of great shows. We've had a lot of really great people, new customers every day, buy a lot of gold, well, precious metals in general, gold, silver, platinum, plating, what have you, and a lot of rare coins. We've been doing this for almost 40 years now. We've, we've been one of the leading rare coin dealers and one of the largest, Precious metals dealers in in North America because obviously our prices cannot be beat. You cannot beat our prices. Um, we will we will always exceed the expectations on price, quality, delivery timetables, no matter what happens. And twenty four seven, you can reach us. So with that, we really try to make a point of making these shows extremely uh, easy to understand. So let's go back here because we've got some incredible stats coming. Now we're getting to the deep stats. So when you think about this, okay, listen to me carefully. Remember, Russia is the world's largest export of natural gas, lumber, wheat, fertilizer, palladium, platinum. I mean, it goes on and on. The second largest exporter of oil and aluminum. Think about that. The second largest exporter. Everybody used to think we were, and we were at one time, just a few years ago, we were the largest independently wealthy, energy independent exporter, production, everything. But we gave all that away in the last 12, 18 months with the current administration. So now Russia's taken that slot and Russia wants to be paid in what? Rubles. That's what I'd want. If I was running a country and someone's like, well, how do you want me to pay your $20 billion a day in oil? I'll be like, well, you can pay me in gold or you can pay me in rubles because I'm going to use the rubles to buy more gold. Fair enough. And that's what they're doing. So Russia is a major producer of uranium for nuclear power plants. Oh, yeah. Enrich uranium from Russia and its allies provides up to 20% of the entire homes in the United States. So now we're dependent on Russia for uranium. We may have to buy rubles if we want more uranium. Of course, there are sanctions going on. But think about that. It's unbelievable what the current administration has done in their exceedingly fast reaction to this. Instead, they should have consulted strong, intelligent, experienced actuators that understand the business logic, but we didn't. So now we may have to go out to the marketplace because if other people are going to start to think, well, we don't want those dollars, the United States government may not be able to use the dollars much longer to buy the very things that we need. We may actually be perpetuating the success of China, India, Turkey, Iran, and Russia with their own new monetary policy system. Oh, yeah. See, soon your dollars are going to be worth less. That's a fact. But you may have an escalation in the demand 
of not the dollar, but of other currencies come time of reckoning where nobody wants the dollar, which means you may not be able to get much for it much longer. So these are just a handful of the examples that we've been coming across. These are just a handful of the things of which that are making Russia and China incredibly strong. So there are many strategic commodities that Russia dominates. So, you know, kind of taking a full circle back here in short, Russia is not just an oil and gas powerhouse. No, they're a commodity superpower. Oh yeah. After the U.S. government seized Russia's U.S. dollar reserves, Moscow had little use for the dollar. In fact, let me say this to you. This is, this is going to be an eye-opener. Russia knew every play we were going to run in the book starting in 2014. People are like, oh, Russia's losing the war in Ukraine. No, they're not. It's not about just territory. It's not just about seizing some country. If you really think about this, this whole thing could be left to just one thing, increasing the demand of rubles to create a brand new monetary policy. Think about that for a second. Think about that. Their revenues are up 50%. We've run oil up through bad energy policy in the last 18 months here, okay, give or take, for the current administration. And what has Russia done with that money? Making extra $20 billion a day. Oh, yeah. If you look at how much they gross on a daily basis, and it's up 50%, it probably is exceeding $20 billion a day, okay? So their economy is booming. Our policy was hurt them by holding their dollars. They're like, no problem. You don't want us to trade in dollars? That's not going to be a problem. We knew this, and so we adjusted and we changed all the monetary flow. We don't need your SWIFT. We don't need any of your banks because between our countries as an all, basically new allies of Russia and China, we ourselves are now bigger than the United States. Yeah, so if you're still thinking about those stocks, bonds, and, and owning real estate at the height of the market, please sit down and do the math. But again, after the U.S. government seized Russia's U.S. dollars reserves, Moscow said the hell with it, and Moscow does not want to exchange its scarce and valuable commodities for politicized money that its rivals can take away on a whim. Why would you? I wouldn't. Would the U.S. government ever tolerate a situation where the U.S. Treasury held its reserves in, ru in rubles in Russia? Think about that. Let me say it again. That's a, that's a tongue twister because it gets you thinking quickly. Would the U.S. government ever tolerate a situation where the United States Treasury held its reserves in rubles in Russia? No, but they might have to. You can't conceive it. It's inconceivable until today. The head of the Russian parliament just recently called the U.S. dollar a candy wrapper. A pretty candy wrapper at that, but not the candy itself. In other words, the dollar has the outward appearance of money, but it is not real money. No. That's why Russia is no longer accepting U.S. dollars or euros in exchange for its energy. That's another thing you can kiss goodbye. Take that euro, you might as well just burn it today because it's almost worthless. It's almost on par with the dollar, which was inconceivable when it first came out. Okay. So now if you want to buy anything from Russia, 
No euros, no dollars, it's rubles only. And guess what? They're getting it. And they're getting 50% more today than they were 30, 60, 90 days ago. So instead, Moscow is now demanding all payments in rubles. Duh. That's an urgent problem for Europe, which cannot survive without Russian commodities. They cannot. So as Europe now has one of the most urgent problems in history, this is this is like a World War II type epic situation. Obviously, we don't have the mass killings across Europe, but we have starvation, loss of energy policy because Russia literally held the keys to the energy infrastructure of Western Europe. And if you remember, the previous administration clearly said, was mocked, good, bad, or indifferent. You know, again, I don't have an opinion one way or another. We say it like it is. We just state the facts. But they were mocked when they said to Germany and other countries, there's going to be a day when if you put all of your dependents, and they did, into one country for all your energy needs, which they did, that day of reckoning is going to happen, and it could cost you dearly, and it has. And now, not only has it cost them, but it's cost us because the dollar keeps going down, 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 and gold keeps going up, up, up. Okay? So that's how it works. So now the Europeans have no alternative to Russian energy, and they have no choice but to comply to pay in rubles, and guess what? They have. And European buyers must now first buy rubles with their euros and then use them to pay for Russian gas, oil, and other exports. That is what's going to happen here. At some point, if this continues, and it is looking like it's going to, and in fact, it might even accelerate, okay, accelerate, where the dollar is becoming now secondary, third, fourth, fifth in the line of, of currency demand, we will continue to see a massive drop. Listen to me carefully, a massive drop in the buying power of the United States dollar. That is going to destroy your dollar-based assets. And I say destroy them, I mean destroy them. Gold, precious metals, rare coins have had an amazing two, three-year run here. In fact, over the last 10, 20, 30, 40 years, these things are averaging numbers that are just astronomically incredible. But again, they're the hedge of inflation. They're the wealth creators. They're the wealth preservers. They're what the truly wealthy do. We are here to bring that secret to the market. But in order to have people understand it, sometimes you got to have a pain to get the gain. So the pain is the inflation we've got right now. The gain is if you can still look at your investment portfolio and start diversifying. Okay. Now we're not done. We're hitting number three here in a second. The warning sign of number three to the toodles of the goodbye of the dollar. Okay. Now, as Europe had no choice, if they wanted gas, petrochemicals, fertilizer, oil, they had to buy rubles. Well, they had took their euros and the pounds from England, and they said, okay, we're going to have to convert those into rubles. So they go in the marketplace, they buy rubles, then they wire those rubles to Russia. Putin sitting there, I don't, I don't think he's laughed that hard in his life. I really don't. I don't think... Vladimir Putin has had more excitement in his life than he has in bringing Europe and the U.S. to its knees and groveling at his foot saying, hey, we are sorry, but we're going we're gonna to use rubles now so we can buy your commodities. It's terrible. Absolutely terrible. And it's, it's almost stupidity that leads many of these countries into a state of confusion and destroys 
the middle class. It just does. You get this inflation at 15, 20, 25%. There's no way wages are keeping up with that. If you ever hear someone say, well, we've got a lot of money in the economy. Yeah, it's called banks. It's in their accounts. It's called the top 1%. Middle class individuals like us, we depend on working hard. We depend on inflation staying tame. But unless your wages are increasing 15, 20, even 30% this last year and next year, you may be left out in the cold. And I mean, it's going to be real cold this winter, my hear, is what I'm hearing. So now, Russia is laughing all the way to the bank. And if you want to buy any of their commodities, you either pay in hard currency, which is gold. Putin made it clear. You can pay in gold or you can pay in rubles. But that's it. It's like Henry Ford said once. You can have any color you want. Oh, yeah, there's, there's any color out there as long as it's black. Russia made it clear. Putin made it clear. You can have all the energy and commodities you want, but you got to buy in rubles. Well, you can let you buy a little bit of gold, but what's the difference? It's the same thing because he was going to take those rubles and buy gold anyway. So you might as well pay him in gold. Just save him a whole footstep of having to get up and go do it over there and push a button. So now here's the bottom line. U.S. dollars are no longer needed or wanted to buy Russian commodities by tons and tons of countries out there. Whether it's 10, 50, or 100, or 150 countries, Russia does business with just about everybody, which means they're buying rubles and they're buying gold. Either they're trading the gold for the commodities or they're using the Russians rubles to buy the commodities and russia buys the gold either way they're buying gold now warning sign number three before we do that we're gonna take another break 